and that we love a chat. We love to help and that's a fact. So we have made it our mission to find stuff out. From diagnosis and education, slimming out of your frustration. Chat to folks who've been there too. Collect it together and share it with you. If you know someone we should speak to, send them our way and that's what we'll do. We like to have our sensory networks. You know what? Hello everybody, it is that time of year again where we're all thinking Christmas and getting excited for the big man in the red suit. So today, although not everyone gets excited about the big man in the red suit, some people find it quite overwhelming. So we thought, we've got Joel and Lorraine here, hi guys. Hi. Hey. Uh, that we would talk about some tips for surviving Christmas if you're a sensory seeker. So let's, um, what kind of things, I guess, can be a challenge for sensory seekers at Christmas time? The whole build-up, the build-up starts way too early. As soon, well, not, in fact, I can't get my words out again. Not as soon as Halloween finishes, because actually they put things in the shop even before Halloween. Before Halloween. Yeah. So the build-up is just far too much. And it's like, imagine being a little toddler. And mm-hmm. and your mum's pregnant, and they tell you straight away, and you've got to wait nine months for that baby. Yes, it's just like how can a child that they, they don't understand time? Yeah, they think as soon as they start to show Christmas, some kids are so excited, but they don't realise it's still like a three month wait. Yeah, I know. I mean, for me, I was like, why was there no warning or anything? It just kind of happened. Yeah. Like usually there's a specific date. Usually it's at like the end of November and even though I hate Christmas, I can kind of deal with it. And this yeah. year I was like, It's October, what are you doing? why? I know. Yeah, I mean the tins of sweets were actually in the shops in September. Jeez, you peeps. Yeah. It's insane, isn't it? It is insane. So Joel, you hate Christmas. Yes, I really dislike Christmas. Oh man, why? I just don't like it. It's not my thing. I'd rather just it be another day. Oh, I love it. It's my favourite time of year. I love and hate it. Right. So okay. I absolutely love, from the 1st of December, I start to get Christmassy. I love to wear Christmas jumpers and all of that. I like the music. I love the films. I love the food and the drinks and just the whole thought of Christmas is amazing. So all of that build up, I just love. But yeah. Christmas Day is just such a letdown. I agree. Christmas Day, once once the kids have like torn through their stockings, then it's like, oh. That's it. Neither neither of my kids like Christmas. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter what presents I get them or it's not exciting. Neither of them are really bothered. They don't want Christmas. So I can't have an exciting Christmas. I've got to keep it really low key for both of them. Plus it's Joe's birthday. Yeah. And he doesn't he doesn't want to celebrate that either. Yeah. Yeah. So for me I I enjoy the build up personally. I don't involve the kids in it at all because they don't want to know. And then Christmas Day is just flat. You know what? For me. If I couldn't decorate, I would not decorate. That's how much I dislike Christmas. Wow. Now, I love the decorations. As soon as it's the 1st of December, I'll have twinkling lights everywhere. Me too. I'm the same. I do I so do like it. Jumping back to the build-up then, how can we manage that? I think, unfortunately, it's going to have to be down to parents to explain to their mm-hmm. kids that you're seeing all these Christmas things. And this is probably where visuals and countdowns come in. Mm-hmm. I mean, advent calendars are great if it started on the 1st of December. Yeah. But it's like yeah. you need pre-advent. Yes. You know, like... Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 
Because um, some some people love Christmas and some people hate it. And I just, I know how excited I am about mm-hmm. the build-up. So I think if it wasn't for the fact that my kids hated Christmas, I'd probably love Christmas Day. Yeah. So if I was a kid and I loved Christmas, but I had to wait for like three months for it, I'm going to have to have some sort of visual countdown. Yeah. So that I know actually, you know, it's not soon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And patience. I mean, who whose strong point is patience? Because it's not mine. No, I'd like to meet someone who's good at that. Yeah. Not definitely not my strength. Yeah. Okay. So that's a good thing. Just visual timers, countdowns, explaining it to them. Um, I guess you could do things like you know, with it starting so early, talk about. Well, let's get through Halloween first, and then let's get through Bonfire Night, and you know just have kind of markers I suppose that yeah and I suppose we're going out this podcast is going to go out a little bit too late for this yes um and also because for me I don't do it anymore because Jamie's older and doesn't want as many things but I used to do the advent countdown instead of all of the presents on Christmas day Jamie would get one present a day for advent and then the main present on Christmas day so Jamie would know that say she was going to get a Pokemon game that was the Christmas day present and then for the 24 days before that it would maybe be a plush toy a flake, you know, nothing, not always extravagant presents, but mm-hmm. a present every day. Yeah. And then just so one. did she? Did she always know what she was getting? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I always know what I'm getting. Yeah. Oh really? And and is that just just so that she can she doesn't cope with surprises or? Yeah, doesn't cope with surprises. Doesn't understand. Well, also going back to when Santa was, <laughs> can I say Santa was real? Because I actually still believe in Santa. I have this idea. Argument- I have this argument with Dean all the time, right? So Jamie doesn't believe in Santa. Mm-hmm. When Jamie did believe in Santa, why would she write a list to Santa to then bring presents that weren't on that list? Yeah, that's make the any thing. Sense? So stick yeah. to the list, people. Yes. Honestly, because it's just so much confusion. Like, because obviously loving aunts and uncles buy pyjamas and dressing gowns and things that kids will never ask for. Yes. And typical kids, that's fine because it's just an extra gift to open and, it, you know, it's all exciting. But for a kid that hasn't asked for them, that doesn't understand why they would get them when they haven't asked for them, it's, mm-hmm. they're just pointless gifts. And it's a shame. It is a shame for those who love Christmas and don't really get it. But for those who just expect what's on the list, stick to the list. <laughs> so did you ever do anything with aunts and uncles and say, look, can you get Jamie this, please? Yeah. Told them to stick to the list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they, they, they did. Yeah. At first, I felt awful. I felt because re- mm-hmm. I was like, she's, she's got a list. Can you just get presents off the list, please? Um, because when Jamie was first diagnosed, I didn't have a massive understanding myself. So it was really difficult to explain to others. Yes. I mean, now it's just second nature. Yeah. And so, Joel, you're the same. You know what you're getting. Yeah. So, this is the thing, right? I always have a list. I People ask me what I want like usually my close aunts and uncles and they ask me what I want and I give them a list and then like one of them will buy me something off the list and I'm that's not on the list and I was like but there's literally 12 things you could have chose <laughs> they're all books so why didn't you just get me a book yeah <laughs> like I have no use for this thing that you bought me I'm never going to use it so and do you say that to them yes do you I don't care yeah Jamie <laughs> did Jamie did this as well especially when she was little yeah, um, but, I, do it, I do it nicer now than when I was little, but I still say it. Well, we came up with a little 
thing where if Jamie got something she hadn't asked for, this was as she got older, I was like, right, if you get something you haven't asked for, just say thank you very much. And then when they've gone, I'll have that gift and I'll give it to charity and then yeah. I'll buy you something that's on your list. Yeah. Yeah, well, oh, I like a surprise. I but... like a surprise, but I like a surprise of something that I'm into, if that makes sense. Yeah. I don't like I don't like random surprises. I don't like bubble bath and all that kind of stuff and socks. Mm-hmm. But so I'll it... give you an example if you want. Yeah, go on. Like, my mum knows I like Doctor Who. Last year she got me a Doctor Who shirt. I haven't asked for it, but it's a Doctor Who shirt. I like Doctor Who. Yeah. Right. That's. I think that's the difference. If it's something related to my interests, I'm fine. Yeah. But if it's something completely random, I'm like, but... I gave you a list with my interests on them as well. Like, it's not that hard. Yeah, last year my mum got me, uh, I have a nomination bracelet with all the charms on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Last year she got me one with a cat. Nice. So that was amazing. I absolutely loved that. It was not something I would have thought that I wanted or I would ask for, but because she knows how much I love cats. Yeah. Then, yeah, that was a brilliant yeah. present. I think the issue is, as well is I don't, I don't buy random gifts. No, me either. So the people that I buy gifts for, I know what they want, or I just don't buy them gifts, and then later on in the year when I find something they want, I'll give it to them. Yeah, well, last night, actually, I WhatsApped one of my best friends, and I was like, what do your kids want for Christmas? And he was like, anything Liverpool, anything JCB. I was like, that doesn't help me. So I started to send pictures, and I was like, would this be okay? And I need to know exactly what they want. I couldn't. Yeah. I can't just buy random. Yeah. Like, I know my mum likes certain types of jewellery and she likes going to concerts. So for Christmas, I bought her a concert. Now, there's nothing that she wants to go and see. I wouldn't give her anything at Christmas. But then three months later, once there's a gig, I buy her the gig. Yeah. 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 Interesting, isn't it? Really interesting. So what other challenges are there? Because one of the things I think about is, like, just like we spoke about um, in one of our blogs a few weeks ago around Black Friday and how difficult that can be for people... Christmas as well is is in town, all the bright lights, extra busyness. So th- th- does that affect, do you think, sensory people? Now, see, for me, I hate going shopping, physically shopping. I much prefer online. But Christmas yeah. shopping's different. Mm. I enjoy Christmas shopping. And why is that, do you think? Um, I don't know if it's just something, because where I live is very, very rural. So it was always a tradition that we would go on a coach trip to the Metro Centre. Uh-huh. and we'd go around and if there was anything I wanted for Christmas I would like go back to my mum and say oh so I saw this jumper in the sweater shop could I have that and then she'd go and buy it and pretend she hadn't bought it and yeah I think it was just something we did every year so now I still like to do it yeah and the metro center is mega busy but I, I can endure it for a day of Christmas shopping yeah and I guess that all the tips that we've covered before about, you know, preparing for a day like that apply here. Definitely. I mean, I, I would have my music in. I'd probably still listen to Christmas music because it's Christmas, mm-hmm. but I'd have my headphones in. I'd probably prefer to go alone. I wouldn't want to go with the kids. Yeah. But, yeah, I, yeah. I, I like picking up the little Christmas extra things. Um, just, yeah, like more decorations and things. I love decorations. Yeah. And then the, having some time afterwards to relax and kind of calm down and recenter yourself after a busy day of shopping. Yeah. And I think as well, being an adult, 
if you if you go in Christmas shopping and you get to enjoy the whole experience, so you can have some mulled wine. I mean, I hate mulled wine and I hate mince pies, but at Christmas I have to have one mince pie and one glass <laughs> of mulled wine. Yeah, don't like the taste of them at all. But it's not Christmas if I don't. Yeah, That's so strange. I know. <laughs> I really don't understand the fascination with Christmas. Oh, what, what about you, John, for your Christmas shopping? Do you go into town or do you do it online? Uh, you've never been to Gibraltar. There's nothing here. <laughs> oh, right, okay. <laughs> I, I do it. It was easier when I was in the UK. Mm-hmm. Also because I can avoid the Christmas areas in the UK. Uh, yeah. But so far, I haven't bought anything. I'm going to the UK on the 4th and I'll buy all my presents there. Right. Uh, but yeah. usually I'll buy in person mostly because, like, if I'm buying jewellery, I need to know, like, what it feels like and what it looks like and yeah i've actually had two christmas shopping trips with joel Mm -hmm. so when we've been to the um the autism hero awards the two years that i've been i met up with joel both times and we went christmas shopping down oxford street oh yeah i remember that Um, and i absolutely loved it selfridge windows (laughs) and all of that probably absolutely (laughs) (laughs) this is the thing that's the one thing I like is Selfridges windows and window yeah. displays. And that's about it. <laughs> cool. And, yeah, and, and he took what? us to the biggest lush, which was amazing. <laughs> oh, lovely. Love a bit lush. Are you looking for the perfect Christmas T-shirt? Look no further than Chewy Gem. This week, we've released our Christmas T-shirt, How Do I Feel About Christmas?, Available in black and white, in child and adult sizes, 100% ring-spun combed cotton. Available now from our website. Make Christmas perfect with the Chewy Gem How Do I Feel About Christmas t-shirt. Now back to the podcast. Um, what, what about Santa, going back to that? Because some people say that um, even for neurotypical kids that I've seen all these things on Facebook and social media saying things like we're telling our child that a stranger comes into their house at night and you know sneaks into their room and delivers presents or whatever and that it freaks some kids out yeah. but I guess the other... is, is there anything around Santa that's difficult well the other thing I was watching a program the other day and it was like a detective program and they were interviewing someone and they were like did your parents ever lie to you as a child and the man went no and they went really did they tell you about the tooth fairy and Santa and stuff? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, but that's not a lie. And it's like, well, is it? Can you use that in policing? <laughs> it was a, Yeah, it was really strange. And I thought, God, yeah, you, you are actually lying to your kids. But then I'm not lying to my kids because I still believe. Yes. Because I believe in the magic. <laughs> yeah, I do believe in the magic as well. I really do. And, uh, and my, my daughter last year was asking too many questions around about summertime. And I knew she kind of knew it wasn't. Right. And I, I then um, must have been about October time. I did the thing that I'd seen again on social media about how to tell them that Santa isn't real without telling them that Santa isn't real. Um, have you seen yeah, it? Yeah, I can't remember it, but I've seen it and it's really good. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. And it worked absolutely beautifully. So what, what you do is you basically go in and say, um, you know, you've grown a lot and you're mature enough now to become a Santa yourself. And Santa is everybody. Mum and dad are a Santa. Everyone's a Santa. And what Santa does is he identifies, you know, some someone in need and, and gives a present. So your job this year 
and you tell them, you know, the, the guy in the big red suit, as you know, Santa doesn't exist, but Santa is actually everywhere. Yeah. But your job this year, now that you're old enough and mature enough to be a Santa, is you have to think really hard about someone you know who is maybe going through a tough time or sad and needs a gift. And then we have to buy that gift and we have to deliver it to that person. And that person must never, ever, ever know it came from you because it's not about you know, people being grateful for being given something and knowing it's you and you getting the gratitude for that. It's about giving without the need to have something back. Um, and it just worked beautifully. And she identified a wee girl in a class that she felt didn't have any friends. And I think it was about the 22nd of December, we, we snuck around to her house, we left it on the doorstep, we rang the doorbell and we ran away. Oh. And it was really lovely. I haven't heard yeah. that one. I've heard a different one. That one's so much better. Yeah. I think we should I, I think do that. I know. Um, I, I thought it was brilliant and it worked well. So there you go. Um, okay. So what else that I guess there's changes in smells and foods and all sorts. Can I just touch on wrapping presents? Well, because we were talking yeah. about presents. Yep. You don't need to wrap presents in Christmas wrapping paper. If you and your child like Christmas wrapping paper, then that's great. But you can not wrap them at all. You can put them in a bag so that they can see what it is. You can wrap them in cellophane so they're see-through, so they still get the experience of opening, but they know what's in that paper. For some people, the anxiety of unwrapping something that they don't know what it is is horrendous. Yeah. Also, yeah. Um, as an adult, you don't need to wrap presents. It's dumb. If you're dyspraxic, you don't need to wrap presents. But I was just going to touch on dyspraxia. I like presents wrapped, so please wrap my presents, people. But um, <laughs> Jamie can't unwrap presents. We have to do okay. it for her. So when I wrap Jamie's presents, I put I get um, really cheap Christmas paper. Because, uh-huh. you know, everybody buys the shiny stuff, which is lovely. But once the sellotape's on, you cannot get it open. So yeah. I buy cheap wrapping paper and I put the tiniest bit of sellotape on so that Jamie can get into them presents. Because otherwise, it's a nightmare. Yeah. I use bags. For all my presents. I like, like bags. Gift. Have you seen those bags, actually, that you can get? You pop your presents in, pull the cord, and that's it. So you, you can't see inside, but it's just a bag. I, mm. I've i got Christmas bags, and then I put tape on the top. Yeah. But it saves me wrapping, because no. Yeah, because that's <laughs> the other thing. You wrapping presents for other people as well is difficult. Yes, I refuse to wrap presents. <clears throat> and what about on, on Christmas Day, then? Because cause I get... Some of my most irritating sounds that could push me over the edge are sellotape. Um, I remember when um, Stuart used to do all the wrapping of everything to send out Chewy Gem related, and I'd be sitting at my desk in the in the kitchen working, and he'd be in the kitchen taping up packages to send to people, and it was that constant. Oh, it drove me absolutely insane. Um, but also, even on Christmas Day, I get irritated by the noise of the paper being un- being torn apart and unwrapped. And then I get irritated by the piles of paper and it not being tidy. So is that, and you know, and I'm neurotypical, so is that something that, that people with sensory challenges would find difficult? Yeah, I'm not bothered by the sound. Now that you've mentioned it, I can see Jamie. Is bothered by the sound. Yeah. I'm bothered by the visual mess. It's horrendous. Yeah. 
So that that tells me again, it goes back to your you don't need to wrap presents thing is is just because traditionally we've always been told that presents should be wrapped beautifully, etc. If it doesn't suit your child or you, then just don't do yeah. it. Yeah. See, Absolutely. I don't really believe in tradition, so I do stuff my own way. Yeah, I like <laughs> to make my own traditions. Yeah. You're a renegade, Joel. Well, what's good about now is um my family, we don't, because we've got, basically we have two Christmases, which is more awful for me. So we have Christmas Eve on the 24th with my mom's family, and Christmas Day on the 25th with my dad's family, and 26th with my mom's sister. And, like, it's a lot. Yeah. Now, we don't actually open presents on any of those days. We open presents, like, in the evening. Mm-hmm. So we take all the presents home and we open them in the evening, which is good because then I can go to my room and control the mess. Okay. But yeah. And, and I guess you haven't got to fake a reaction. No, but I do afterwards when I see them. Oh, okay. Which is why yeah. I don't anymore. Yeah. But this is the Absolutely. other thing, the people in. We don't invite people here for Christmas and we don't go anywhere else for Christmas. Everyone says, oh, Christmas is about family and all getting together. Like my sister will invite in-laws round on Boxing Day and then parents round on Christmas Day and then they swap over each year so they get a different day each year. Yeah. Um, and it's a lot of in and out and people and we don't do anything like that. It yeah. just does. Yeah, great. That seems sensible. Um, and what what about that whole, so you, you avoid that, but Joel, you're in a situation where you're basically performing for four days. So do you want to know my whole Christmas schedule? Go on then. 24th night, 25th day, 26th day, 27th I'm working at the bar, 28th I'm working at the bar, 29th I'm off, 30th I'm off, 31st I've got New Year's dinner, big New Year's dinner, and then working at the bar. <laughs> and then 2nd of January, collapse in a heap. Yeah. Now, yeah. oh, and then on the first, on the first we have lunch as well. Now, okay. my way to get around this is, 24th is fine because it's more chill and everyone just leaves. I can go to my room and no one cares. 25th, I eat the lunch. I go, I sit on my Switch. They don't have Mm -hmm. a say about it. I am there. I came for lunch. That's my obligation done. I'm going to go do my own thing. So, yeah, so you've you've seemed to have become good at, like, recognising you've getting the balance right between I know I have to go and do these things um, but I'm going to do it in a way that works for yeah. me. Because if not, then I'll have a meltdown. And, like, I'm sorry, and it sounds selfish, but my mental health is more important than Christmas and New Year's. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess all of this applies to New Year as well, doesn't it, really? Because it's it's not as big, I don't think, but it's still, you know, lots of change, lots of people, etc. Fireworks. I remember yeah. as a kid like being kind of forced to stay up till midnight. Yeah. Like not in a bad way, but it was expected of you. Yeah. Now my kids don't sleep anyway, so they'll be up till whenever they're up, but I would never expect them to stay up and see in the new year. No, no, no. I always think New Year's a bigger letdown than Christmas Day. Uh, It's not my thing. I like New Year's Day just because I get to eat turkey again. (laughs) <laughs> oh, do you? Do you do yeah yeah funny. i think um, here it's a big thing like 
everyone always goes out for dinner and you go and you sit at a restaurant for six hours and new I find New Year's harder than Christmas. Do you? I have to wear a suit. I have to go to a restaurant. Mm-hmm. I have to sit there for six hours. Why do you have to? Is that a dumb because, question? <laughs> because well, this is the first year that I'm going to propose. Because last year I had a really big meltdown that I'm going to come when the food is ready, and then I'll stay till midnight. But I'm not coming before the food's ready. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that way, I'm giving if it works, which it should, I'm giving a compromise where I'm still coming, but because I have to work afterwards, it gives me that break where I can chill before. Yeah, yeah I'm sure people can understand that. Because we go at well, 8 and we stay there till 12, and that's a long time to sit in a really noisy restaurant. Yeah. Even with my earplugs in. Yeah. And also, like, if last year you had a meltdown, it affects you and your mental health, but it also affects everyone else that's there at the time. Well, yeah, I had a meltdown. The thing is, I had a meltdown, but I knew it was coming, so I left. Okay. Because I wasn't about to have it in the middle of a restaurant. No. Like, I basically, it was to the point where either I leave or I'll have it in the restaurant, so I'd rather just leave. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I'm sure when you have that conversation... People will understand that. I think talking about restaurants, I think it might be a good idea to talk about food. Yeah. Yes, I was going to say that. Yeah. Uh, every year for Christmas dinner, Jamie has turkey dinosaurs, exactly the same as what Jamie would have every other day of the year. Does she? Yeah. There's no way I'm going to force her to have a no. Christmas dinner that she doesn't like. No. Uh, she doesn't like the smells, so we eat separately as well. Joe right. loves a Christmas dinner, but a variation of a Christmas dinner. Okay. Um, he said, actually, that's the best thing about his birthday is the turkey. Yeah. yeah. So you, so you, Dean and Joel, Joe, always have the traditional turkey thing. Yeah. And then, um, and then, so how do you cope with the kind of smells drifting through the house for Jamie? Well, I lock myself in the kitchen and open the windows and I open a bottle of champagne and put the music on right. and that's me in there and I love it. Good, yeah. And But but she'll eat her turkey dinosaurs at a different time to you guys eating your Christmas lunch. Yeah, I'll probably just let her have it upstairs in her bedroom like she normally does because we we never we live in a really small house um, and it's really difficult to stay away from smells and things. So we try and avoid things that smell a lot, but Christmas Day, you want a Christmas dinner. So if it means she's upstairs, that's what suits her best. Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, I think the the, the strong message that's coming out from this for everyone is that just because it's always you're expected to do something doesn't mean you have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Think, Think about what would work for you and actually make... If you enjoy Christmas, what would make your Christmas better? Or if you don't enjoy Christmas, what would make your Christmas tolerable? Yeah. And whatever those things are, then do those. Yeah. I think I'm better with food now. But when I was younger, I just ate my own thing or I didn't eat. When I was there younger, I really had choice. pizza. Did yeah, you? I because I used to be really bad with food as a kid. I've come on so much as an adult. Um, but as a kid, mm-hmm. I used to order pizza on Christmas Eve. And then yeah. keep that pizza to one side. And when everybody else had their turkey dinner, I'd have warmed up pizza. Yeah. And I guess as well, there'll, there'll be adults <clears throat> on the spectrum who 
feel like they've got to have because I all my friends and things I'm like you Lorraine it's you it's the four of us um and that's it it's it's actually the one day of the year I don't drink and weirdly and um it's just the four of us and nobody comes and it's it's just really nice but loads of people will set their table like two weeks in advance and they've got 15 or 16 people coming for dinner and they're all stressed out of their nut about preparing what is effectively a roast dinner, which lots of people do every Sunday anyway. And the stress that they put on themselves is unbelievable. I remember as a child how stressed my mum and dad would get out in the kitchen desperately trying to get this Christmas dinner sorted and out on time and everything, all the timing right and everything all perfect. And and don't get me wrong, I had a wonderful childhood and my Christmases were wonderful. But as an adult, I look back on it and I think, why did you stress yourself out so much? I'd have been just as happy with a simple meal. And it's all the preparing the veg from scratch and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. It's just if people do it on Christmas Eve to get all their veg ready. And I, so I, we do a really simple thing. I buy a turkey crown. I buy the pre-prepared. I know it's very naughty, but it just makes my life easy. The pre-prepared veg, the, the roast potatoes are all got their goose fat on them already. And the carrots have got a glaze on them. And I just buy it and that's it. I do exactly the same. That's, that's exactly it. what I do. And I actually, I start buying turkeys as soon as they come out at the end of September. And I make a Christmas dinner pretty much every Sunday from then until Christmas. So it's no different. <laughs> yeah. That's it. I just think people put themselves under undue stress for no reason when in actual fact, if everyone is saying it's about family and spending time together, then why create an environment that is just going to cause tension and stress and anger? Do everything you can to remove all that so that you can actually enjoy the day. Yeah. Jamie actually told me that um, she's not worried about this Christmas. It's the first time she's never been worried about Christmas. Hmm. Why do you think that is? Um, because at the moment there's no pressure at school previous schools mm-hmm. have already started talking about it and what they're going to do um yeah i think because she's at home all the time her nano and granddad are moving next week um locally to us so i think it's just going to be i think the, the thought of just being shut in the house on our own and, and not being a big deal i think now she's 16 mm-hmm. she's getting that it's not a big deal for us so she doesn't yeah. need to overthink it Oh, I wish yeah. it wasn't a big deal here. <laughs> it make my life so much easier. I'll adopt you, Joel. <laughs> Please. It sounds like Kevin just, like, chill with five people and eat Christmas dinner and then play Pokemon for the rest of the day. Yeah, board games. That's one thing that I do buy that they don't ask for is yeah. board games. Yeah, I always get mine a board game every year and it's always what we play on Christmas Day. Yeah, I love day. board games. Yeah, you can't got, beat stuff like that. I've got four. I've got a cupboard worth. Full of board games? Yeah, under Jamie's bed's full of board games. In fact, she was on about playing, they've been playing Cluedo at school. But um, I've got Joe, a friend's trivial pursuit. He's into friends, so that's going to be really fun. Yeah. I've got one called Exploding Kittens. Oh my God, I love that game. (laughs) Oh, do you? I've never played it. Is it good? It's brilliant. It's like Uno, but turn the stress up to a thousand. (gasps) I might have to look into that. Yeah. It's got great reviews. And they have an adult one and a kid's one. And I think you should get the adult one because Jamie will love it. Yeah, I'll definitely have a look because I know like Jamie loves Cards Against Humanity. If anybody in my family is listening to this, I really want Scrabble. (laughs) Honestly, I've wanted Scrabble for so long. And I saw it the other day and Dean was like, no, don't get it. And I'm thinking, does that mean he's going to get it for me? 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> You'll end up now with like three Scrabble boards. You won't. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. Anything else, Christmassy, before we finish up? I think we've covered a lot. I covered the main things. Yeah. Oh, do you do crackers? Because that's another one. We did when Joe liked them, but as he's got older, not so much. Um, it's a lot of waste. Yeah. Yeah, I just wondered again. There's, there's bangs and smells, and they do. I don't take part. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Um, okay, so I think the the main take home is just do what works for you, peeps. That's it. Um, as hard as that is, and I think just having that conversation with your family and expect explaining to them the reasons in advance should allow you to do that. Yeah. 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 Keep it simple. Brilliant. Okay. Well, thanks, guys. Um, we will be back next week. Yeah. We'll see, see you soon. Bye. Well, that's it for this week. And thank you once again for listening. We really do appreciate it. If you've got time and you can spare 30 seconds, then go and give us a five star review on iTunes. It really helps other people find our content. And we know that our content and our episodes are so helpful to our community with lots of hints and tips and interesting interviews. So go and do your kind deed of the day and leave us a five star review on iTunes to help others find us. Also, so that you never miss an episode and you get a notification when a new one is available why not hit subscribe and that way you'll never miss us finally if you're not already a member of our fantastic facebook support group i suggest you go join it we'd love to see you in there there's loads of fantastic chat lots of peer-to-peer support from people in the same boat as you so go and search on facebook for the chewy gem sensory support group and let us know what you're thinking of our episodes speak to you then bye